0: Welcome to From the Ground Up, a podcast about small business funding, entrepreneurship, and current events that influence them. Powered by Tenant Financial Group.
1: Welcome to another edition of From the Ground Up. My name is Derek Skogsberg, and I'm here with my co-host, David Martin, for another vibrant discussion about franchise development we thank you for tuning in. As we continue our quest to open up a dialogue in the franchise development business, today we'd like to focus on the franchise brokerage industry. Franchise consultants are integral to growth and development for franchisors. The work they do helps numerous franchise brands expand and grow each year. With the recent shutdowns in various states and now with some of them starting to open up again, the discussion is not only timely, but it will also be insightful. So today, we're glad to welcome Jack Johnson with the Franchise Insiders. Jack, welcome to From the Ground Up. By way of introduction, why don't you tell us about you, your background, and your business?
2: Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And I think you're right. I think this is a really timely subject and and I'm happy to be speaking with the two of you and just appreciate the opportunity to join the conversation. So my name is Jack Johnson. I'm the CEO of the Franchise Insiders. I've been in franchising essentially since 2002 when I helped start a company called Home Care Assistance. We built Home Care Assistance over the next 15 years to a gosh 150 unit system and a private equity acquisition. I helped drive all the sales for Home Care Assistance and along the way, worked with many franchise brokers, consultants. And what I noticed was that I'd meet a lot of candidates, a lot of people looking to become franchise owners, a lot of really talented people, but not all of them were a perfect fit for Home Care Assistance. And so Jill and I, Jill, of course, is my wife, and she's the one that makes all of our ads look so good. We thought we got to thinking that maybe we could create a company that really could help people find the right franchise. Now, there's a lot of talk out there about finding the perfect franchise and that type of thing. But we really wanted to help people find the right franchise for them. So once I exited home care assistance, we started the Franchise Insiders, and we've never looked back. Today, we average helping a client become a franchise owner just about every two weeks. We work with brands across the spectrum, and we believe that our real difference maker is one that we look at franchise matching from a scientific standpoint, as well as an industry insider standpoint, being that we've actually, I've actually built a franchise. So that's who we are. That's how we came to be. And we're just happy to be a part of all this with you guys.
1: Jack, that's uh, really helpful and insightful. We appreciate that background. Well, let's just uh, jump right into the hot topic of today. As everyone knows, a lot has transpired over the past month due to coronavirus. Jack, what impact has that had on your business and what opportunities have come about as a result? It's really interesting.
2: I don't think I was prepared for how busy we'd be. April- and will go down as being probably our most successful month since we've been in business. We've helped a lot of people become franchise owners. And what we found was that early in April, our clients that we were already working with, that we started the process with, say, in December or January, became very bullish. They noticed that there was opportunity in terms of interest rates on loans, whether it be SBA loans or the ability to roll over funds and start a business or even do a home equity line of credit. So we found that our clients that were in the process became even more bullish, and that was just inspiring to us. There was a little bit of a slowdown in terms of new client acquisition, but I've noticed that that has picked right back up. In fact, we, over the last three weeks, have had 100 new client inquiries. So despite all of what's going on in the world, we found that our business, we're just as busy as ever, which I I know it sounds crazy, but it it truly is the truth.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. We've experienced the same thing here at Tenant Financial Group. Leads are way up and inquiries are way up. And there's a lot of people at home quarantined and and certainly looking at uh, on the internet, looking at uh, various opportunities, ways to fund them. So we've seen the exact same thing here. Let's talk about your clients a little bit more in, in depth. How have your discussions changed? with them. Do they have specific concerns now or how has that affected really your discussions with them?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I think that there is right now, there's really two types of clients. There are clients that don't have money coming in, that they need to do something. Now's the time to change. Some of them have the funds to do it. Some of them don't. So on one side, we're helping our clients investigate lower investment franchises more than we typically do. And on the other side of things, there is another group of clients that has perhaps pulled assets out of the stock market and is looking to reallocate and divert those funds into a business. There's a general feeling that, and again, look, none of us have a crystal ball. I mean, let's be real here. I'm not telling anyone that we're going to get back to normal in six months. I think all you have to do is look at what Disneyland is doing, and they're not planning on opening their parks until January of next year. So when we have these conversations, I'm not telling anyone any pie in the sky ideas, but there is a general consensus that there are going to be deals when it comes to retail, like we probably haven't seen before. I mean, just two, three months ago to open up your new franchise that required retail, you weren't going to get very favorable terms. So we're expecting now that that's going to change. And so you have folks that are highly bullish on getting their franchise and asking for more time to open so that they can potentially benefit from those opportunities that will come up.
0: That's awesome stuff. I had a question, Jack. When we think about how the mindset of the potential franchise buyer has changed, what are some of the things that's different than it was two months ago? There's new terms like buzzwords that I've heard emerge, like low-touch economy and essential businesses. When you're steering a potential franchise candidate one direction or the other, are those topics that you're hearing about? I think that's a really
2: good question. And I think our... Guiding philosophy
0: has always been,
2: whether it was two, three months ago or today, not to let the moment influence what our client might invest in. Because COVID-19 is, we've never seen anything like this. It has done things to our economy and to our daily life that, I mean, nothing in my lifetime that I've seen. But look, there is a feeling that we're going to get back to normal so yes people are looking at more cleaning franchises i think that there's a belief that in-home care health care non-medical health care franchises are a really smart investment that people are probably going to think twice before putting mom in an assisted living facility and i think that makes sense because it's timely now that's a business you can open now and a business that will be needed in the future so i, I think as long as what's good now will be good two years from now then i think it's a conversation worth having but i do try to Just remind our clients that we we don't want to get too caught up in all of this right now. I mean, heck, I even had a client say to me, I don't know if I should do that because who knows if we're ever going to shop in grocery stores again. And I said, that's wrong. We're going to shop in grocery stores again. So I I think really trying to be mindful of what's happening now versus when we do get back to a normal. Now, if someone's saying I got to get revenue going right now, I got to get a business open right now. What can I do? There are businesses that are working right now. And I guess that's a whole different topic of conversation. But I think, again, we, we want it to be good for today and for tomorrow.
1: Jack, I think you nailed it. We're now in a place where new business buyers can collect unemployment. They're out of a job. They've been outsourced, downsized, pink slipped, whatever. They could literally buy a business and have no payments and in interest for six months if they obtain an SBA loan by September 27th of this year. That's a pretty good runway. Really, to launch a business, has this come up in your dialogue with clients, and how have they responded?
2: It comes up daily. It's on my website. I mean, it's it has to. It's it's in my Google AdWords. I mean, I think it's something that is unprecedented. And if you can take advantage of that, then you should do it. I mean, heck, I've got two clients going to discovery days next week with healthcare franchises that plan to to do SBA loans and, and get the businesses funded before the end of September for that very reason. Yes, I mean, I think that that again is unlike anything we've ever seen before on the other side here i've got a client who is about to invest in a fitness franchise you're not going to get an sba loan for a fitness franchise right now i mean it's it's not an essential business in the sba and obviously you you know more about this than i do but there's no way you're going to get that approved but that's okay she found another way she did a, a home equity line of credit again she got an interest rate like but not got six months ago. Yes, we're mindful of funding strategies. And I would say 90% of our clients have always used some type of funding strategy. So that is a conversation that happens frequently.
1: Yeah, we're seeing that here too at Tenant Financial Group. There's uh, there's a lot of discussion around that. I mean, it's the most favorable runway really we've ever seen. And I've been in this business twenty years, and over the decades, and, and the finance incentives that have come out from private industry, or even through uh, the 2008 recession when government changed the structure and terms of loans. I mean, it was uh, it was never this good before. So I tend to agree with you. Let's dive back into real estate here just a little bit. There's no doubt. The competitive landscape will look completely different when businesses reopen. The real estate market is certainly going to be reset. It wouldn't surprise me to see tenant improvement allowances come back, along with rent deferrals, for instance. How has this topic come up in your discussions uh, with clients? And, And if it has, can you give listeners a sense for what investors are thinking about as it relates to real estate specifically?
2: I mean that's part of our conversation at home care assistance. I was the chief cook and bottle washer when it came to franchising, so I'd help find the franchise owner, help sign the franchise owner, and then help the franchise owner find their their retail space. So I've got a lot of experience in this, and so it's a conversation I have with my clients, and I say, look, these are the things that when you open up, you're going to want to ask for tenant improvements. You're probably going to be able to get that again. You're going to want to ask for your first six months to be covered, and again, the last few years. You you couldn't get that, but we're coming back to that. And so you combine that with some of the loan vehicles that we have, the savings you can have in retail. I mean, that's a massive savings to your bottom line that should immediately be funneled into advertising that in my mind, you talk about a, a runway for the funding side of things. But in my mind, should help growth go that much faster. I had a couple of new potential clients. When I say potential clients, when we have a new client who calls us and has a first meeting with us this morning, really sharp guys. And they said to me, look, Jack, if the franchise can't be profitable in six months, we don't want to get involved in it. And I said, well, guys, I have to tell you, I'm never going to tell you about any franchise being profitable within six months. I mean, it's just not good practice to plan on being profitable in six months. You should plan for 18. However. With these things in place, if we can save on three to six months of rent, if we can save on 50% of tenant improvements, and we can rechannel those efforts into advertising and marketing, then perhaps we can get that profitability window, we can cut that down a little bit. So again, yes, for those, for those people that have the stomach. This is the best. And, and who was it that said this the other day? The The gentleman from Shark Tank, who, of course, his name is escaping me right now. This is an, a great time for investing. It truly is. Mark Cuban, by the way, said yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Mark Cuban. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I think that's that's it hits the nail right on the head. One of the other things I was going to ask you about, and kind of just put it this way, there will be businesses, let's just be honest, there will be businesses that reopen and struggle. You're in Texas, for instance, businesses are going to open again tomorrow, uh, May 1st, but only at a maximum of 25% occupancy. So are investors changing their investigation approach in any way? By that, I mean, are they sitting back to wait and see how things unfold? Are some jumping in with both feet? Is there a trend that you're seeing, Jack, with investors in this marketplace today?
2: We have a client who was about to do a six unit deal with a a real high, well known fitness brand last week. And at the very last second, he said, No, you know what, guys, I love you. I love the brand. I love everything. But my gut just tells me I need to kind of sit on the sidelines for another month and just watch this. And I think everybody thought that that was a smart move. Franchisor was in agreement with it. That's kind of the neat thing about our business. And I I say this all the time. Franchisors are not out there to try and sell anyone anything. They are so laser focused on finding people that are a good match and are going to be really good franchise owners that they will accommodate things like that. So to an extent, yes. But on the other side, I mean, look at there was a, there actually was a restaurant that was open in, in Texas last weekend. They reduced capacity. You guys may have heard about this. I think they had 17 tables, but they were saying that they had a three-hour wait Saturday and Sunday. And this is a restaurant right somewhere in the DFW metro. Three-hour wait the whole day. And you're going to see this build up. I'm really starting – here's what I'm starting to hear more of is, you know what? I just – I need to get back up. I need to get back to life. And Americans aren't built – and I know this goes out beyond America, but let's just – we aren't built – just talking about the situation that I can identify with here in my in my town, we aren't built to sit and hide. We want to go out and be ourselves. We want to go out and it's we're just not meant to be afraid. So that's really the sense that I'm starting to get is that people want to get back to a normal people want to invest people want to do things that make them feel productive and things that they can control.
1: Yeah, there's a pent up demand. I, I agree with you, Jack. I, I I see it myself. I feel that myself. I am that way. My family's that way. I'm sure David and his family is the same way. We could multiply that feeling 325 million times across this country. No question about it. If we roll the calendar forward six months, Jack, and we look back, what's going to be the real lessons learned? How might that affect your business in the future?
2: I mean, it's a really deep question. And I think there's so much Still, it's unknown. I mean, I think you guys will both agree every day it's, well, the virus does nothing to some people and it does everything to others. Some people have lost their jobs and are really scared while others are enjoying more family time at home and cooking gourmet meals and ordering bread machines. And so what I've really arrived at is that this is the time of the haves and the have nots. And I don't feel good about saying that. But it's the truth. We have a situation right now with those that have, have and those that don't, don't. And so I think, I don't know if there's anything that we can three months from now, six months from now, I don't know that there will be enough time yet for lessons learned from that. But I I do hope that we can, and it's crazy, you know, I, I'm seeing ads for for face masks right in, in front of me right now. And this is just so, It's all of it is so odd. I just hope we can go back to being what we were who we were who we are and not letting a virus control our daily conversation if we have to go like this for a couple of years one thing i do know is that people are incredibly resilient and people like moving forward and they don't like staying in place
1: yeah completely agreed you know i've been in franchising for about 20 years now through that time we've seen 9-11 we saw the Great Recession of 2008 and now this. Through all those periods of business interruption, there has been learning opportunities, learning experiences. As it relates to your business, Jack, what's your greatest lesson learned from this pandemic?
2: It's funny you mention that. I mean, we when we started Home Care Assistance, it was 2002. And so that was coming right out of the whole 9-11 and dot-com bubble. And then in 2008, at Home Care Assistance, it didn't affect our business at all. We didn't lose barely any clients, it may have slowed down franchise development a little bit, but overall the home care assistance business got stronger. This one's a little different. You have, again, it's the haves and the have nots. I had a client call me two weeks ago. Yeah, this is the last day of, of April. He called me two weeks ago. We placed him in a crime scene cleanup franchise. And he said, Jack, are you sitting down? And I said, yeah, I'm sitting down. And he says, I've already billed $400,000 this month. He says, I just want to thank you. This business has been perfect for me and I'm going to sell this business at the end of the year and I'm going to retire. I'm going to make enough money this year that I can retire. Whoa, okay. (laughs) How great. And so that's one side. The other side is Clients who had who had just gotten started and then all of a sudden everything was stopped. And now we're waiting on the sideline and we're just raring to go. So again, it's the haves and have nots. We're kind of seeing it all right now.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Here's an easy question as we kind of begin to segue out here for this podcast. Here's an easy question, but one that a lot of people are curious about, Jack. A lot of people. Are people buying right now?
2: Well, as I said, we just had our best month of all time. And I know you, see, you follow us on LinkedIn and you see, I mean, every seems, I mean, gosh, certainly for the last few weeks, it seems like every week we're helping people become franchise owners. We just had our best month of all time. We are actually going to, I have today or tomorrow, depending upon funding, we have an, a client investing $850,000 into an absentee vending franchise. Next week, we have another client who's investing a couple hundred thousand into a fitness franchise and as i mentioned before we have two clients going to virtual discovery days with in-home healthcare franchises so by the end of may we will have done six new transactions and had another phenomenal month so again look i don't know if that's sustainable i think it is based upon what we're seeing so We are doing more business than ever because people are taking this time and they're realizing, hey, I've got to take control of this. So yeah, it's really been an incredible, incredible run these last few weeks for us.
0: That's amazing stuff. Jack, we really appreciate you giving some of your insights on this. We're all franchise insiders. We understand how the business works. But for somebody, for some of our listeners who might be tuning into this, explain to me Give me your elevator pitch, if you will, on your role in their journey to become a small business owner and how your brand, your company helps them through that process. And are there any risks or costs to them?
2: Thank you for asking the question. And guys, as I've gone through the years i really try to, and I I share this with all my clients. I say, look, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions because I found in life, the more I talk, the more trouble I get into. So I I try to ask my clients as many questions as possible and talk as little as possible, but I'll give you my brief deal. And and here's what this is. Franchise Insiders, right now we work with about 593 different franchises. And that number is flexing a little bit on any given day, because, you know, again, I, I was on the franchisor side. I've written FDDs. I know what it looks like. So Jill and I are franchise watchdogs and that we are watching which franchises we know to be solid investments. We know to have great support teams that will take care of our clients. So we're insiders. We know if the simple mission is, hey, Jack, I want to invest in a smart franchise that will make me money. We can do that all day long. Part of this is finding the right match for our clients. And so we also look at our clients from a scientific standpoint. So what we do is we have our clients take a business builder assessment, which tells us a little bit about them, tells us what makes them tick, where their strengths are. We can also share this with our franchise partners that we introduce them to. But it also shows us where they compare to top performing franchise owners, meaning that top performing franchise owners at different franchise systems who have taken this very same assessment will immediately get a comp and we'll be able to say, okay, here's the 10 franchises we think you need to look at. Here's the top five where you compare specifically to high-performing franchisees. So you got to talk to a couple of these. Even Even if you weren't thinking about this type of business, this is a scientific match for you. Then the second five is going to be your insider picks from Jack and Jill Johnson that do nothing but eat, sleep, and breathe franchising. Okay. You're in Richardson, Texas. Here they are. They're available to you. You've got this much to invest from a timing and from a capital standpoint. Here's your matches. We facilitate the whole thing. Our services cost them absolutely nothing. And as a matter of fact, when somebody works with us, the way our firm is compensated is that when someone becomes a franchise owner through a franchise, we've introduced them to the franchise or pays our firm a commission, a one-time commission. And actually we turn right around and give our clients two to $10,000 of that commission, depending upon the franchise and how many units they do. So people always save a fortune with us and they get their best franchise match with us.
0: That's fascinating. Jack, if I want to learn more, how do I get in touch with you?
2: www.thefranchiseinsiders.com. And that's again, thefranchiseinsiders.com. You can find us on Facebook, of course, and on Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube. You just type in Franchise Insiders into Google and you'll find us.
0: Well, listen, we really appreciate your time today. You've really given us some great feedback, some great insights on what's happening in the marketplace. We appreciate our listeners who are tuning into this episode. We're excited about this. This is something that we're all passionate about. I heard a great quote from somebody one time that said, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're probably going to end up working for somebody who is. So use that use that opportunity, use the feedback that we're trying to put together, the passion that we're putting together into these episodes. Do your own research, reach out to guys like Jack and Jill to help you find this process, go through this process. And then if you need Funding and need to learn more about how you execute it from a funding standpoint. That's what Tenant Financial Group is all about as well. We appreciate you tuning in. You can find more about these podcasts on our different channels, whatever your preferred podcast platform is Spotify, Apple, Google Play, lots of information there. And also, we're available through all of our social channels. We appreciate you tuning in. Reach out to us on Facebook. Let us know what we can talk about. If there's guests that you'd like us to host, if there's topics that you'd like us to cover, we would love. to do that. Thanks again for tuning in to From the Ground Up, powered by Tenet Financial Group.